You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Our We're going on. We're live. There it is. There it is. Hey, guys. What's Welcome. up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm here with my wife, and we're going to get right into it. We're we are... Question one, up, go. Wow, geez, oh yeah. God, oh God. We, we're looking at analytics, and the faster we start, the better we do. All right, so let's see so, if this actually works, and first go, question. first question. All right, um, hi, Tom and Lisa. This is from Simon? I guess the piece yeah, is silent. Simon. Simon Wolf. Hi, Tom and Lisa. How do you get yourself to believe that it's acceptable to have expectations? How do you determine your expectations of others? Mm, this is good. Yeah. This is good. So I am, in certain circumstances, I'm very comfortable with having expectations. And certainly in a romantic relationship, I have expectations. Um, and it comes down to establishing it really early. I think the big problem that people make is they try to get a relationship going by like sort of pretending to be a certain way and putting their best foot forward and not wanting to like get somebody to say no to them. And so instead of looking for the right person, instead of establishing themselves in the right way, the way they really are and the things they really want, they try to be chosen. And I think that that is the death knell. When you're at the beginning of a relationship, that's when you should care the least. You should be most aggressively yourself at the beginning of a relationship. And then try to find somebody that's way into that. That's the key. Find somebody that's way into you. So in all of that, you lay out your expectations. You tell people what you're looking for. You tell people what you want. You shouldn't just be trying to get a significant other. It should be about getting the right significant other. And to do that, you've got to be very clear about what you want and who you are. But what if you're in a relationship and Word. so you've it's not first date, you're already in and things change, you have a growth mindset and etc. Your, yeah. your relationship starts to evolve. Yep. What do you think about expectations? You mean I now have a new expectation that I would like to articulate to you? Maybe, sure. Well, that so was where I was going, but really, where are we going? Um, I don't know. I think as relationships do evolve, I think your expectations would change, right? So let's say, for instance, you start a new business, like me and you, okay, with our expectations of each other as business partners in our relationship, you have to kind of lay those out. Right. So an expectation, if you have kids, why do you look confused? If you're not saying that, how do, you, how do people navigate when they change their expectation, then I'm very confused. Okay, sure, though. then they change their expectation. But am I just moving you away from a better thing that I just don't understand? No, or? it literally was like, what if as you, your, your relationship changes, mm -hmm. um, yeah, how do you either in, adapt your expectations, right. change yeah, them, add to them? Yeah, how do you make sure them? that you're staying on the same page as right. things change and evolve? So yeah. I think you have to lay it out. I think you have to say like, my expectation has changed. Here's my expectation. And these aren't the exact words I would use. And I always feel bad when it deviates from say exactly this. So the deft way to handle it is definitely you need to be communicating to the other person, both as the one that's changing and as the one that's being changed. So, or being affected by the change. So the reality of what we went through when you first started really going hard to be an entrepreneur and suddenly our dynamic had totally changed. Um, at first it started out with me like 
noticing, not loving what I noticed. What then, do you mean? Like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm not being prioritized. You're prioritizing you and your role in the company. And now when I'm in a hard time and I really need help, you can't be there because you've got to take care of you. Can I jump in for a second? Because yeah. what's weird is you saw it as I was prioritizing me. But at the time, and things have changed since then, but at the time when I went into shipping at Quest, it literally was my expectation, uh, sorry, my um my results and the fact that I wasn't necessarily delivering as the wife taking care of you, but it was only because I was like, I didn't want to let you down in the business sense. So actually, I wasn't actually initially hustling for myself. I was actually hustling for you. I totally get that. And that's very much in keeping with your personality. And I know that now, but at the time, mm. in real time, that's what I was thinking. Mm. So I'm noticing it. I'm feeling some kind of way about it. Then I'm starting to resent it. And because we hadn't talked about it, and then I catch myself going, yeah, resentment never is a good idea, ever, ever, ever. That your expectation of me being a wife delivering certain things wasn't being met. And if it were that clean, it would be easy, but of course it's messier than that. So the messier part is that what I was really resenting was you were getting hardened. You were toughening up in a way, and it... I had so valued you to that point for being nurturing and caring and all of that, going back to expectations, like that was the expectation that I had. A wife should be nurturing, a wife should be caring and loving and supportive. And so those were the things that I'd been very clear about. Those are the things you delivered in spades. And then it, you really had to toughen up, uh, start focusing on results, like really looking at what you were trying to accomplish. and. Part of you was really coming alive with that and not just being nurturing. And it doesn't mean that you don't nurture. Like this morning, she was trimming my eyebrows. And you, she was literally apologizing because she was like, oh, I'm so, like, I feel so bad that I don't do things like this for you much anymore. Yeah. And, and I thought that's so sweet, but that's not how I think of but it, right? You even replied, like, don't worry, babe, it's not. It's yeah, not. you've chosen, you've made the right priority. But I still was like, no, it's my job. Like, for my own sake, not because of you. But anyway, What's let's it? not derail. No, I, actually, I love this because this is like, oftentimes we present things in like these really like simple, this is what you do. And then I worry that sometimes people try to take that into real life. And it's like, uh, like where is that super clean moment to do that? Hmm. And the reality is I want people to really hear and understand. I went through a phase where I resented you for toughening up and not being as nurturing anymore. And we didn't have a breakthrough moment until we could really talk about it. And part of it was, I said, like, I don't feel good about this. I don't like where this is going. But yet, I see that you're really becoming, like, a new, better version of yourself. And it's beautiful. And you're getting so strong. And that's really incredible. And I remember confessing and saying, like, how gross. Like, for me to look at myself, I would feel disgusting if I ever asked you to be less of yourself so you could be what I wanted. And in that moment, I said... Don't judge me right now. Just give me the space to be real and honest with what I'm feeling and going through, knowing that 
We both have the same goal, which is I want to see you become the best version of yourself. And I couldn't ever allow myself, especially not out of selfishness, allow you to be less than something. I'm going to fall in love with this new version. I'm going to fall in love with how powerful you become and all of that. And it's going to be beautiful to watch you go through that. And because you didn't judge me, you didn't beat me up. You never used that against me. You never, you know, wield it like a sword saying, oh, you didn't even like this in the beginning. You never wanted this for me. You, you've never said that. And because of that, it allowed me to very gracefully get past that to actually fall in love with the person that you were becoming, which I think you very much can do, to, because it was you were becoming just sort of objectively, standing back and asking myself, hey, if this weren't affecting you, would you not be stoked for somebody who was finding joy in what they were doing, becoming more powerful, becoming more assertive, becoming more self-assured and confident? Like, what of any of those words is negative in any way, shape, or form. None. And so the only thing, the only word that could have been added to that was you're hardening up. And so we talked about that. And we said that's the one part of this that I'm, I am going to ask as your husband, be careful with that. And that, yes, you need to be all of those things which are tough and strong by nature and all that, but hardening is, is something that probably bears... Um, defining it's where you can no longer switch back and forth from like ultra efficiency to connecting as husband and wife and which is something actually I struggle with far more than you do and is something we continue to talk about and that's something I see in myself that I don't like the business really has hardened me and I think that I need to be very careful of that right that was yeah. long but in changing your expectation though of me of being um the nurturer you know knowing that we had agreed okay like this is definitely something that i'm i'm really loving i want to go into this space to become a businesswoman i'm you know really shining you dropping the expectation of me made me actually realize that a lot of it i was actually doing for myself like i feel good about taking care of you. Mm. I feel good about, what was the thing I did for you the other day? And you were like, you'd, oh, I wrapped up your chocolate thing in, in the... <laughs> Can we just talk about an act of love for a second that like cuts straight to my heart? I was, I was legitimately emotional so, unwrapping it. So not to bore the people at home, but the quick takeaway is Tom has these chocolate things that I make with macadamia nuts. Obviously sugar-free, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, keto chocolate. And he never... he. I put it in the freezer to freeze and he takes it straight out of the freezer and then eats it. But you had and it has to be eaten right, right out of the away. freezer, even like three minutes later and it's a waste. Yeah, so you had gone to the Comic Con. I knew how much he liked it. I knew he was going to fast and I knew how much that would be meaning for you too. So I actually got an ice pack and I packed it up and I put the chocolate inside and then I wrapped it and then I foiled it and I put it in a baggie. Anyway, I went above and beyond. And you went and you un unwrapped it and you texted me. Like an hour later. An hour later, you, it was cold. And you texted me like the sweetest thing. You don't know how much this means to me. And in that moment, it was like, I actually didn't know how much it would mean to I'm you. I'm literally emotional right Aww. now about the fucking chocolate. But I knew It was so it, sweet. I knew how much it would mean to you. And then things like that, like in not having the expectation that I had to deliver made me realize that I'm actually doing this for me. I'm doing it because I want to feel a certain way. I want to take care of you. I just can't sustain taking care of you 24 seven when I'm doing something that I love. Sure. So in releasing that expectation, it actually made me realize what, how meaningful that was for me and why I wanted to do it. 
Um, and I think expectations, you should have them for your partner. You should sit down with them and discuss what are those expectations. Is everyone on board? Because it's not good to have an expectation of somebody. They don't even know you have the expectation or they're not on board with it. So now they're just going to keep failing. Your expectation's never going to be met. And then it's, you're going to be in this perpetual like argument cycle of like, you don't do this for me and etc. But um, so I think it is very important to talk about your expectations up front, have the buy in of both parties that that's what the expectations are going to be. And then understand that there may be circumstances where the expectation um, isn't met. Um, and so one example that came to mind when we were talking is the one thing that I've always said to you is like, I'm not needy at all. Right. I'm, you would you say that I'm not a needy not human being in the slightest. OK, so if I said to you, I need you. You've said, baby, I will drop anything for you. Like, you say that, I will do it. So that was the expectation. And you have years and years and years, every time that I've needed you, you've been there, except for once. And this one time, because it's very powerful, to be honest. I'm super curious to see how you sum it up, though. (laughs) I don't remember ever being happy with how you sum this up. Really? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, here we go. So this one time where um, I said to him, baby, I need you. And it was like something was going on with us and the family. And it was very bad. One of the worst experiences I've ever personally been through. And I turned to him and I said, I need you. And in that moment, you you want me to tell your side of the story? I'm super curious to see how you tell my side of the story. So you value yourself and being the person you say you're going to be. Yes. And so there was a situation that he had to travel for that he'd agreed upon before this big thing happened. And I'm being quite like secretive. But um, before this happened, you had this trip booked. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I committed to business it. Trip, business trip. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you are a person that sticks to your word. Like that is Correct. the foundation of who you are and the core of who you are. Now I said, I need you. And he, you turned to me and you said, I can't, babe. And... At the time, it was hard for me to hear, but you very well explained, like, look, there's something you can ask of somebody else. I think it is important. But if you're letting go of who you are as a human being, even though you're willing to do it for that person, it's not actually going to be good for your marriage, not going to be good for your relationship. So if you had said, okay, babe, I'll do it. Now I'm asking you to be somebody you're not. In asking you to be somebody you're not isn't going to make you feel good. Over time, I think it's going to make you resent me. And so in that moment when I said, I need you to stay and you said no, I was very heartbroken. But I remember going, I get it. So it's like there's these two parts of me. Like I totally understood that you had to say no and my expectation was, um, wasn't was met with. And... Um, yeah, and so, and then personally, I wanted you to stay with me. So it was the battle between what I actually wanted and what I thought you you needed. And when you think through it, I knew that our relationship needed you to go because I think you would have resented me. So in wrapping that all up, basically, yes, you should have expectations. Yes, you should lay them on the line. You should talk about them, have buy-in. But ultimately, sometimes there's going to be something that happens where it's not met. And you've got to make sure that you talk through it and you understand why and that you're both on that same page. Because then the other person may have resentment. Like, I hold zero resentment to you for saying no to me. Zero resentment. But if we didn't talk back, uh, through it and why and why you had to go, then I may have held on to it. <clears throat> so. Totally. All right. I know that was a long... It was long. Yeah. I actually long. really like that one there. All right. 
Guys, we're answering questions live, so drop them in the comments. And if we are bringing value, please, please do press that little share button somewhere down share. there. Um, all right, next question. This is from Don Dro. For myself, I have expectations. Must take care of yourself physically and strive mentally. Have large ambitions. What would I be in the wrong? Thanks. No. No, you would not be in the wrong. You should strive mentally and physically. You should chase your dreams 100%. Um, that doesn't mean that everybody feels that way. So, But if that's your thing, then just make sure that you're with somebody that feels that same way. And I think one of the most horrifying situations that anyone can find themselves in is to be mismatched with their significant other, where the other person does not value ambition, mm. they are not interested in that, um, I, and the other person is. And I think that that is a mismatch of epic proportions that leads only to death and destruction. And then also the expectations between what you have for yourself and what you have for your partner. And this is actually one thing that I struggled with initially. So this man literally works every single waking moment to the point where he's brushing his teeth and he's listening to podcasts. So you're like... Every ounce of your being is awake, even when he's training and working out. He's listening to audiobooks or podcasts. And I, for the longest time, I tried to keep up. And I was like, I'm going to put in as many hours as you. Like, I'm not lazy. I'm committed to the new enterprises, um, meaning the family. I'm committed. I'm all in. And over time, especially as my health got worse, I realized, like, wow, shit, I actually can't sustain this level of intensity like you can and as you get fueled by it i don't like my body was starting to really like just fall apart and i had to start listening to it so i had to tell myself don't work don't do this um and that was really hard for me until we sat down and spoke and you're like but baby i don't expect you to work at the same level as I do. And so it actually was a relief knowing that you didn't have that expectation of me because then I can go, oh, okay, let go of it. Um, And so I think that's important with your partner. So when you say that for you, the expectations are physical health, mental health, big ambition, I think you need to, when in a relationship, identify if that's important to you and important for your partner to have or if it's just one way. There it is. Um, all right, got some shout-outs from Switzerland, Brazil, and Tumecula. Wow, that's very far, very far, and very close. Um, What's all up, right, Temecula? so we are answering questions live. Drop them in the comment box below, and we'll get to them. Next question. This is from Mimi Dorjevic. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, admire you having to read that one. Thank you. Dorjevic. Sure. How healthy is counting on someone in a relationship? Wow, like how, why would you be in a relationship if you can't count on them? Now, you may be hiding all manner of sin in the word counting on, and you may have some definition of that that would make everybody squeamish, but assuming it's just the standard definition of being able to count on somebody, yes, I, boys and girls, there's no reason to be in a relationship if that person doesn't make you feel like they're number one. I don't understand why people would make the sacrifice necessary. You were about to say something. Yeah, because I kind of hear what you're saying, but I wonder, like, how but much... But you kind of can... don't. Well, so here's the thing. Like, you've got to count on yourself, too. Like, if I'm... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. If I'm... Ben, with me. If I'm depressed... Yep. I can count on you to help me get through it, mm-hmm. but I can't count on you to get me through it. I have to do the work myself. Yes. That's it. I, I read this question so differently, so I think it's... Hey, you said you were going to be there. Were you there? Yes or no? No, I can't count on you. Yes? Like, think back to your 
certain big events in your life where you were relying on people to help you with certain elements and they didn't and you ultimately had to like fire them from that position in your life that was very traumatic for you no gonna make me get specific yeah I have no idea where you're going with that Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it on camera I don't know if I do too Uh, (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about (laughs) ooh Uh, uh, maybe not this discussion. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean, where all of a sudden you have to, that's being able to count on somebody, in my opinion. Yeah. And you should be able to, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I hear you. But yes, yes, fair enough. But you have to count on yourself too. Just adding that. Um, all right, so next question. All right, this is from Carla Victoria. How, and by the way, guys, the reason why I don't want to talk about it is it's actually not about me, it's about somebody else. And yeah, I don't like to use someone's flattering. name. Um, if I don't have permission to do it. So that's why he whispered. So just want to clarify that. Yep. Um, all right. So this is next question from Carla Victoria. How healthy is it to always blame your partner for everything? And how do you stop it? How healthy is it to always blame your partner for everything? Oh, well, it's not healthy at all. You shouldn't, I mean. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. 
Yeah, uh, like we're bouncing back and forth between extremes here. So um, yeah, definitively, you need to one, always be asking yourself, what could you have done differently to get a different outcome? Always just start there. And then in a relationship, it really does, as cheesy as it is, it takes two to tango. So you guys are existing in this really unique dance where you'll influence each other. You'll influence each other's heart rates. You'll influence each other's emotional states. I mean, it's, it's really crazy how much a couple begins to influence each other on a neurochemical level. So just understanding that merely being present with somebody has an effect on your um, neurochemistry and like they're talking about now how like isolation and loneliness is like one of the leading causes of all these major diseases and that like it's, nobody's talking about it yet, but they're going to start because of its impact on like the microbiome and like they're just crazy, crazy influences relationships and the lack thereof have on us. So you guys are entwined in something. So ever blaming them is to deny that you're a part of that entire ecosystem. And then also it's just so disempowering to say, oh, my partner this, my partner that, rather than looking at, well, what could you do to elicit a different response out of them? So one thing I always think when I can't convince somebody of something, even if they're being really stubborn, let's say that they're like, they have a, a neurological problem they're being so stubborn. I would still say, well, my skill set is too weak for me to get out of that person what I want because I should be able to help them find the joy, the beauty, the whatever and what I'm trying to get them to do so that they would want to do it. Um, and if, if there is no scenario in which they would want to do it, then why am I trying to get them to do it? Hmm. One thing that I, I overcame a long time ago is like you would say certain things to me like you really upset me when you said that and it was like you really hurt my feelings. And that's one way of just putting, pointing the finger to you, right? Like, hey, you said this and you upset me. But if you're then reflecting it back on yourself and how you're to play a part in that, I started going, but why did this upset me? Like, what is it within me? What am I sensitive about? Because most times it is something that they've touched like a, a button or they you know, um, pressed a nerve or something. Mm. It's like, okay, but well, what is that within me? So yes, he shouldn't have said it because the, the reality is I did feel what I felt. I was upset by the comment. So I embrace that, but why? Okay, if I can go back and go, oh, actually I am insecure about X, Y, and Z. And he touched upon that insecurity and that's why that upsets me then I can articulate it. And once I can articulate it, I can actually sit with you mm. and we go over and I say, look, you may have meant this, or maybe you absolutely meant it, but I didn't hear that. What I heard was X, Y, and Z. And the reason why that hurt me is because that comes from my childhood where I'm insecure, I was made fun of. So by you saying this, it triggered that. So that doesn't mean that I think that, um, I shouldn't be triggered. In fact, yes, I shouldn't be triggered by it. But the fact is right now I am. So even if I'm going to work on that, I can't do it overnight. So if I can't do it overnight, I need your help. Please don't use this word. Please don't say it in this way because this is what I hear. And it's kind of taking that, um, that way of like easily pointing the finger at you and say, hey, let's deal with this together because that's a big part of what we do. We deal with our issues together as a team. I'm not pointing the finger at you and I'm not saying it's just me. It's you said this, this affected me and this is the result. So how do we as a unit, as a couple, as a team, change that outcome? Because that's the ultimate goal, right? Is changing the outcome of that disagreement or that situation that you're in. And so, um, yeah, I think pointing the finger expecting other people to change when you are not willing to change yourself i think doesn't really meet someone halfway and i think that that's important like we always try to meet each other halfway 
So. Church. All right. Next question. Um, this one is from Nicholas Nelson. What are healthy boundaries in a relationship? I think it depends. Like, That's so mean? broad. Yeah, I'm not sure um, where to draw the line. So I don't. I have not thought about this enough to give you a universal answer, but I follow my logic and see if this makes sense. So I think each and every one of us have certain um, personality traits, wants, desires, ways of communicating, all of that, things that we like, a level of touch, a level of space, whatever it is. And I think once you know what's important to you, to be able to draw those boundaries as long as the, I'll call them, meta reasons for why one would be in a relationship in the first place remain intact. So um, everyone needs to feel like they're somebody's absolute number one. I think that is the highest priority of being in a relationship. So if you're drawing a boundary that's like, hey, I need my space so much that I don't want to see you Monday through Friday, it's like well, that relationship's probably not going to last very long. Like, especially if you think about a marriage, like how damaged would you think a marriage was if the couple was like, I'm not allowed to see her Monday through Friday. Like, she doesn't want to see me. say it's boundaries in regards to, like, emotional or something like that. Yeah, but rather than get, like, super specific, I'm trying to keep it abstract because I don't think there's anything specific for any one person. Mm. So I think that, or I should say, it's all hyper-specific to each individual person that's going to be highly individualized. So I'm just saying, whatever boundary you need to draw, draw, as long as it doesn't, break down the tenets of why you should be in a relationship. Being supportive of each other, um, feeling connected, being able to constantly rekindle the love, feeling like they're your number one. Um, all of those things that I think are ultimately what make being in, an, being in a relationship important. I think that there's neurochemistry that comes from touch that is an absolute essential part of feeling connected and protected and loved. And so like, whatever, I don't think there's any right way or wrong way to eat a Reese's. I just think that if you do it in a way that just like violates, you got that reference in you. Thank you, my man. Um, I think if you do it in a way that violates the reasons for being in a relationship, then that that's where it can become a problem. Otherwise, it but matter. like expectations, I think it's very important to discuss your boundaries because you may have very different boundaries. I don't think some are right and some are wrong. I think if that's your boundary, you need to be honest and own it and don't feel embarrassed or ashamed by it. Um, but you need to discuss it so that the other person can be set up for success and know not to cross that boundary. Um, or if you disagree with the boundaries, like break it down. Like, why are these boundaries for you? Um, and if you disagree, like, hey, I'd love to help break these boundaries. What are the things I can do to make you feel secure so that I can cross this boundary? Whatever it is. Mm. Um, but yeah, things like that, I always think, like, lay it on the line, be completely honest. Um, you've crossed my boundaries many times. Um, and this is, I think, before we ever laid the boundaries out on the line. But yeah, you would cross them and I'd be horrified and I'd be like, I can't believe you just asked me that question or I can't believe you just did this. And you're like, why is it that big deal? So um, yeah, having those clear, I think, just helps and is um, beneficial to the relationship. I was trying to think of a boundary that you crossed as well, like as we were going, as we were oh, talking. I thought of a few. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, so I want to know. You want to say? No, oh. no, no. We'll save that for the private archive. <laughs> wow. The funny thing is you went dirty, not me. <laughs> I wasn't thinking anything dirty. Oh, okay. 
No idea what you're talking about. Um, all right, we've got a Would You Rather segment. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, guys, answer with us. Drop in the comments below. Um, we've never read these, so we're reading them uh, live. I love that that's really important to you. That we're like, that's a recurring yeah, theme for you. Re- we've never seen we these. Haven't. I'm not even allowed to look at the computer. I'm supposed to hear them out loud. Yeah. All right. All right, so would you rather? All right, yes. guys, answer with us. You've never would seen you this rather, before, have I've you? never seen it. Okay. <laughs> would you rather ex- exceed your partner's expectations or have your expectations exceeded? Exceed my partner's expectations. 100%. 100%. ways. Yeah, that was easy. All right, next one. Would you rather give up the expectations you have of your partner or expectations you have of yourself? Ooh, wow, that's wow. easy for me. It's horrible and just Would hateful you beyond measure. Up your you have to think about it. You have or have your part. Wow. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. What? I need to hold myself to an expectation. Okay, so what's the difficulty? But I need to hold you to an expectation. Sure, too. it's hateful. Terrible question. In its beautiful like difficulty. But I'd, there's clearly... I'd rather hold myself to an expectation. Obviously. Yeah. Like any other answer is absolute madness. Why'd you say that? Because people like... people right now at home are disagreeing with you. You're in your body. You live your life. Everything else is like a variable. It's a maybe you have it, maybe you don't. Period. Simple as. I wish it were not so. I wish that I could guarantee that you would always be with me and that nothing could ever possibly happen to you. But to try to live your life in some very weird state of vicariousness where you think nothing of yourself want nothing for yourself hold yourself to no standard and yet put all of that beautiful wonderful like volition into somebody else that's crazy that's like saying i want to be um a marionette and not a real boy yeah that's pretty good just to make a pinocchio reference (laughs) i got weird Got but me. your passion but was so much like you do your impact quotes. So I, I, was, I was like, I want to like keep hearting. Did you guys heart at home as you were, as not, you were saying Not that? enough. I'm just going to tell wanna, you yeah, that. Yeah, I can see some thumbs up. Come on, people. Heart that one. That was great, babe. That was oh, very passionate. Thank you. I, I can't even argue with it now, sadly. Um, okay, next one. Would you rather face resentment or disappointment? Ooh, disappointment. Yeah, that's probably less dangerous. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, resentment just holds on. Whereas disappointment is like, look, I think I disappoint you. You disappoint me in ways that we don't mean to. Mm. We talk about it. Hey, you disappointed me on this thing. Okay, sorry, how do I get better? And you move on. Resentment is like, mm. God damn, like that's hard to get over. And when someone's resentful, that's never going to be just a one act. Yeah, that, that goes into a dark place. I forget the researcher, but he broke down... Um, relationship troubles and he said that there are four horsemen of the apocalypse and the most dangerous I forget what the other four are but the most dangerous one is um, contempt and he said if a couple displays contempt for each other which I will say is is on the scale of resentment if they display contempt for each other then he said 98% certainty they'll get divorced I think that's why we talk about things so much I think we're very um um, what's the word? Aware of that. Mm. Like I just, and I think that that's why it's so important to every time. Like if you have a disagreement or there's something in your relationship with your other half, it's like you have to clear there. You have to talk about, and you have to figure out a solution. Because if you don't, over time, it may not feel like it now, but over time, it will add up. And we've been very aware. 
I, I think Kareem Davis might be giving us the answer, John Gottman. That sounds very familiar. So I'm going to pretend that that's the all guy. All right, let's go. Thank John you, Gottman. Corinne. Thank you, Corinne. Yeah. Um, all right, so back to fan questions. Guys, we're answering live, so drop your, your questions in the comments below. And then also, if this video is bringing you value, please do click the share button. Share. Wherever share. it is. The hokey pokey? That, I didn't know where it was. The I share hokey pokey. Um, all right, back to fan questions. This is from Victor Tiger Sandhu. Expectations lead to disappointment in general. When do you guys think about, or what do you guys think about this? Uh, that's yeah. madness. That's fucking what? madness. The expectation. Oh, sorry. The funny thing is, it's so funny. In my head, I read it as like failing to meet your expectations leads to disappointment. I was like, well, what here's the thing. It does. Oh, a hundred percent. If you have expectations, then there is a high degree chance that you will be disappointed. There is no question. And I'm telling you right now to accept accept milk toast in your life because you don't ever want someone to be disappointed or you to be disappointed in yourself. Blah. Uh. So that that is absolutely crazy. You should have expectations. You should hold yourself to a standard. In fact, I will say that holding yourself to a standard is one of the most incredible things you could ever do for yourself because once you hold yourself to a standard and you see how far you're willing to go. In fact, just off camera, there is a young man by the name of Shaws. And Shaws is in the middle of a three-day fast. It just kicked off today. And homie was sweating some motherfucking bullets. I'm not going to lie. Because... He knows that he's got to face himself now. He's got to figure out if he's actually going to live up to what he told everyone that he's going to do. But I'm excited for him because I know he's going to do it. And yes, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be fun. But when he gets on the other side of that, the credibility that he will earn with himself, that he knows every time I say I'm going to do something, even when it gets hard, I do it. That is the juice and so I want to be with somebody that I can have expectations of because they're willing to live up to them. And I'm willing to tell them what they are. I'm not hiding it secretly, waiting to test them. I'm telling them, these are my expectations. My expectations are very reasonable. They're, I'm not holding them to a standard that I wouldn't hold myself. In fact, I'm holding them to a lower standard than I would hold myself. That way they don't feel the, um, like you were saying earlier, that okay, I'm working and grinding and doing all that, but I'm loving it. You try to do the same thing. Ah, it doesn't get the same consequence. If I was like, hey, what the fuck? Why aren't you doing exactly what I'm doing? That's not fun. It's not like that. But 100%, I have astronomically high expectations of my wife. Astronomically high. As she does me. And living up to those is the single greatest joy of my life. Which is why during the Would You Rather, it's like, would you want to exceed your partner's expectations or the other way? Like, I want to exceed yours. Like, how fucking cool is that? To realize you threw the bar into the sky and I still blew you away. That's literally the joy of life. Yeah. Very sweet, Sometimes baby. I get riled up I by certain it. questions. That's really cool. I love it. Um, all right, next question. This is from Eric Lunu. Tom and Lisa, my girlfriend and I love listening to this show to spark conversations. Yeah, it's been right. invaluable to us, so thank you. When I bring up sensitive topics or something that upsets me, my girlfriend has a tendency to take some things personally. I only want to discuss the situation, but she sends, tends to shut down because she feels attacked. In sober moments, nice, we're analy uh, we've analyzed my approach and I've done work to adjust it. She's also working and stepping out of her emotional response. Any advice for her on that process or for me on how to disarm her when she feels attacked and I just want to discuss the situation absent of any judgment? So first of all, I want to say, like, I totally get your girlfriend's 
reaction. Um, I think I definitely used to suffer from that or like really struggle with that because ultimately like I only want to make you happy like everything I do in a perfect world if I could pretend for a second in a perfect world I want to always do everything right for you I want you to um, think that I've always exceeded your expectations that I'm the best wife I go above and beyond and that I never hurt your feelings now the truth is that's not that's not reality. Like I definitely fail. I misstep. And on times where it's different, if it's business, like, oh, I messed up here or I messed up this or like, oh, I messed up your food. But if I've upset you or if I've let you down, I absolutely immediately take that personally because I, I feel badly about myself that I've caused that towards you. So my instinct especially at first was always to push back was always to argue and convince try to convince you on why you shouldn't feel like that right and you've done this to me it's like you like no I didn't do that like no you misunderstood what I meant like oh you know like there's every reason I'm trying to give to make myself feel better but the truth is it didn't actually help because then you're like well I just want to get to the answer. I just want to resolve the issue. And if I can't even bring the issue up because you're trying to defend yourself, how do we get over it? So the one thing we do when we communicate in situations like this, like let's say you're saying to me, babe, like you did this, this, and this, it actually upset me. The first thing I do is I take a deep breath because I've been here before, right? It's not a surprise for me. I know how I'm about to feel when you say that I've done something wrong. So knowing myself and knowing, okay, Lisa, like this stings, this is like a jab in the stomach. But ultimately, like I just repeat to myself, you need to get to the answer, right? Solve the issue. You love him. You want what's best for him. That kind of then for me, at least brings my levels of um, pushback, my defenses that brings it down and say, he loves you too. And we're just trying to resolve it. So I just repeat those words in my head. Like, I love him. He loves you. This is a place that you can improve on. This is a place where you can actually um, do better. And right now, because I really love impressing you, if I'm able to control my emotions, open up and listen to what you have to say and address it really calmly, I think that will impress you. So the long-term goal is still really the same as a short-term goal. Um, but I've clearly failed from the short-term goal because you already told me that you're upset. Mm. But um, does that make sense? Yeah. Do you have any advice? I do. So it's two parts and I'm going to keep them super tactical. So number one, you guys need to clap for yourselves that you're thinking yeah. like this, that you're taking these steps. Like I have so much hope for you guys being able to have a very long, beautiful, healthy relationship because you're looking at things strategically and you're breaking it down. All right, number two, I think that it's really, really important to understand that the keys to the kingdom, which is what we call in your sober moments, telling the other person how to handle you, cannot be given from the outside. You can only give someone the keys. So the keys to my kingdom, how I like to be handled when I'm really pissed off is one thing, how she likes to be handled mm. is another. And so we have given each other the keys to the kingdom. And so hers is very simple. When like tensions are escalating and she's getting wound up, you walk away. Period. She that's just, what I need. That's what she needs. Like the time to just, you know what? Give me a second. Let me think about it. And so that's very much not what I want. I want to stay in the moment. I want to solve it right here, right now. And so part of me giving that thing to her is that, okay, well, I'm not going to allow myself to just continue to engage and escalate and all that. I'm going to recognize that's what you need and like zen that moment out, give you the space and then 
even though I also find this space is very effective, even though it's not what I want in the moment. So we go our separate ways, we calm down. Sometimes we may only come back a few minutes later. You know, it's not always hours later. Um, and that's been really important. But, but each of us gave the keys to the other person, then it's up to the other person to use them. So I would do that. So basically, we couldn't possibly give you the keys because we don't know what how like she, right, how does she want to be handled? Um, does she want, like for me, I, I, if you want to disarm me, be really sweet to me. That's all I need. Like come, touch me, give me a hug, give me a cuddle. Like that's all I need. You know, going back to what you were saying of having that mantra of do I love him? Yes. Does he love me? Yes. Okay, perfect. As long as I believe that to be true, that's such a powerful starting point. So having little things like that will yeah. help tremendously. And actually, I just thought of one other thing that I'm doing recently over like the last few months that um, is quite hard to do, but I kind of like the challenge. So like if, if you've said like, hey, babe, you did this and this and like I didn't like this or whatever, I will force myself to, sh to bl blur out like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I love you. Like... Because feeling badly about yourself, and I think that that's why people find it so hard to say they're sorry, because they actually feel badly when they say it. I find the opposite. Like, in having just addressed, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, that wasn't my intention, for whatever reason really helps me. Because, mm. and maybe it's because immediately after, you're sweet back. You're like, thank you for saying that, babe. Like, that's almost like, that's all you needed. And so there's something in that that like, again, like it's hard in that moment where someone's like, you've really upset me, you've really messed up to like blurt it out. But like I have tried because in my head I'm like, but I didn't mean to, but I didn't mean to. Mm. And it's like, just fucking say it out loud, Lisa. And then you do. And then it that has that great knock on effect where you're really sweet back. Because then if you were like, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have done it. Right. Well, now I'm not going to apologize and I don't want to solve the issue. Mm. But because you're so sweet back, it's so disarming. We're both now, our emotions are have dropped. And we go, oh, okay, we do love each other. Neither of us meant to. Right. So, um, All right, next question. Mm. This comes from Corinne Davis. What's up, Corinne? Gave us the earlier answer. What would you do if your partner considers your expectations of their manipulation? Oh man, we need a lot more data yeah. on this because it's entirely possible. I don't know how you would use your expectations to manipulate um, unless you were saying, I expect you to do like go back to school or something like that, um, which isn't necessarily manipulation. But anyway, I can very much see how you guys just don't fundamentally agree on what's acceptable expectations. And I think that's really the issue. Mm -hmm. And so I would go back and say, okay, in this relationship, what do we think are actually acceptable expectations of each other to have? That's going to re um, reveal value system. Once you're at value system, that's when you go, oh, I'm actually not okay with your value system and that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And when somebody is entrenched in a value system that you disagree with vehemently, they're not willing to bend, you're not willing to bend, um, that is the, the beginning seed that will unsow the relationship. So I'm um, just being really honest about like, whoa, we have a value system collision that neither of us are okay with. Yeah, because expectations to me are really like put upon as in like how you, right? We've said it earlier about being husband and wife. Like as my husband, I expect you to do X, Y, and Z. So let's say for instance, you're not necessarily a real like, um, I don't know, like you're not the type of guy that wants to like mess with the garbage, like take the garbage out yeah. and um, stand up for me in public if someone's being mean to me. 
I won't give you that. Not one. mean to me. Let's say I absolutely will not give defend you me in a situation where someone was the the only time I would not defend you is if I think you're crazy. Sure, I, I see past that where I'm trying to get. No, to. because this is so like core to my being and my sense of self. I mean, There's I'm no out and about, and that. a guy's being abusive to me. Yes. Okay. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. So the the certain expectations that I have of you. Yeah. Now let's say that's not your personality. Oh, you're saying a hypothetical version. Yes. I thought you were saying I'm not like that. No. And I was like, what? I wondered why you acted like that. Got it. Hypothetically. Got it. Let's say you're not the type of guy totally. that likes to do guy things. I'm a guy that lets that happen. Yeah. I don't want people to say I'm being stereotypical. Stereotypical. So let's say the the stereotypical version of a guy, right? right? Taking out the garbage, protecting me in public, if someone's being abusive, etc. Let's say you're not like that, but I want that in a husband. Mm -hmm. And I talk to you and I say, my expectations are that if this happens, that I would expect you to step in. Now, is that manipulation? Maybe, but I don't necessarily know that that's wrong. Like, I... Do you, see, do you see what I'm trying to get to? Yeah, I just think throwing the word manipulation in is... Manipulating to me is... The person, you have unknown motives and you're trying to get somebody to do something. Mm. That's why you're manipulating mm. them. Just telling somebody straight up what you need, like that's not manipulation in my book. Yeah, fair enough. All right, next question. This comes from Chris Altamiriano. I'll butcher that. Sorry, Chris. What would you do if your partner feels like they could never meet your expectations? A common phrase I've heard is, it's like I can never do anything right or I don't feel like I'm good enough. What, how would you address this? That's awesome. Here's the great news. That has nothing to do with your partner and everything to do with you because they are telling you how you make them feel. And when it comes down to emotions, if you really think... Well, that's because you're not good enough and the way you perform never is good enough. If that really is the case, well, now you guys are just going to have a sick relationship and it's time to part ways because if that person truly can't ever live up to your expectations, I can think of no more miserable a life. So it's going to be bad for you and it's going to be a thousand times worse for the other person. So the impossible to please father routine is like, it's terrible with children. It's death in a relationship. So let's not do that. If, on the other hand, you're like, whoa, what do you mean? I'm actually blown away. You amaze me. Then it comes down to, well, why don't they feel that? And so you could very easily course correct your behaviors if you're willing to take what they're saying seriously. The problem is I'm guessing because you feel internally, but no, you're amazing and I think you're amazing and I tell you that. So how, why are you feeling like this? Then it's like, well, they feel that way because you attack them when they speak up and they, they don't feel it. Like... That's just one thing I always own. Like, if you're not feeling the way I intended you to feel, then by definition, mm -hmm. I have done the wrong thing. Yeah. I have done the wrong thing because my intention, my goal, if you will, is to make you feel way A, and the result of my behaviors is you feel way B. Well, then by nature, I did not get what I want, so I've done something wrong, so I need to change my approach. Yeah. And I'm just going to add, like, I think sometimes, like, I have definitely, I'm going to own up to it. I've said that in the past. I just can't do anything right. The truth is that I'm feeling badly about myself on a million other different levels. It's not just in my relationship with you. It's I'm not feeling competent, I don't know, in the gym. I'm not feeling competent with this project that I'm working on. I'm not feeling competent with my family because I haven't called them enough. Like all these things that I think stack up. So you just feel badly about yourself. And then I do one thing for you. And let's say you were like, no, that's not right. Or like, hey, you haven't met my expectation. I think everything just comes out in that moment. So I think that 
and I'm just projecting, I don't know if that's actually true in this situation, but that's at least how I've been in the past. And I think acknowledging it is very important because once you acknowledge it and once in your situation, like if I was to say, I can't do anything right for you, I think you would say, baby, what's going on? Like, what makes you think that? Like, because that's not my intention, like going back to what you said, like I have, that's not how I feel. So if that's not how you feel, why do I feel like that about myself? And then I think that maybe again, going back to something I said right at the beginning is if you can address problems as a team, right? Where you can be like, that wasn't my intention. I don't think you're like, you're like that. Why do you feel like that? Let's address this together. Let's sit down, baby. I'm here for you, right? Like approaching it like that, like, hey, we let's do this together versus like, you're just crazy. I don't know why you're saying that. And I think it can be dismissed, but I think it's a little bit of a emotional call out at least when I did it, that when I said I can't do anything right, it was just a reflection of everything that was going on in my life. So. I hear that. All right, this is going to have to be our last yeah, question. Yeah, this is going to be our last question. But guys, if this video is bringing you value, please, please do share this video with all your friends and family. Mm-hmm. All right, last question. This is from Teresa Miriam. How do you get over resentment towards your spouse? This is a game of forgiveness, and you're going to have to get really good at that. And I think forgiveness is one of the most difficult things anybody can do and forgiveness is really not about the other person and it ultimately is about you it's about what you allow yourself to focus on and it doesn't mean condoning what they did nothing it literally means forgiving them it means letting go that you're not going to allow yourself to loop around that negativity anymore and that is something that you can control that is something that you can submit to a process of every time you go to have that negative thought you're going to flip it and say every time i start to think that negative thing about that time Mm -hmm. that thing that they did or have been doing that makes me resent them i'm going to flip that and i'm going to think about something positive endearing warm beautiful that they did and every time that negativity comes and boom, I flip it. And that, that really does become work that you're doing. Now, you also want to work with them to identify what that behavior is because if it's ongoing, no matter how much you do to try to let go, it's just going to keep resurfacing and resurfacing and resurfacing because the behavior that's driving you nuts is still there. So you need to figure out, like, is it a values collision? If it's a values collision, then you have to deal with that because those don't go away. But if it's just they did something in the past, it was a mistake, it was hurtful, it was whatever, like how do we let go? That's how you let go. And I think it's really important to understand when you're feeling resentful because like identifying it alone, um, what's that phrase? Like knowing you have a problem is the first step into, what's the phrase? Uh, admitting you have a problem is the first step. Sure. I think um, that's that's I, step one of a 12 <laughs> of like step alcoholic. program. Yeah, yeah literally. Sure. Um, but I think that that's so true, right? Like with resentment, like you need to identify like, wow, I'm actually resentful towards you. And if you can have that discussion, I think it's the first step in trying to resolve it. Then you can absolutely work backwards and say, okay, how, where did this actually start from? How did it get to where we are now? And what would I change going back in hindsight? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think recognizing that resentment can build so let's say for instance when you i asked you hey baby i need you and you said i'm sorry i can't be there i knew in that moment i knew this is something that i could resent him for and i won't allow it because it's poison to the relationship and in that moment so when things like that happen if you know resentment exists and if you know the resentment can build identify before it happens i knew i was going to be able to resent you easily easily i could have held on to that for years But I knew that that was so dangerous to our relationship. So in that moment, I went through step by step. Okay, 
why do you think you'll be resentment because he, resentful? Because he wasn't there for me. Okay, why wasn't he there for you? Because he had to do something to prove to himself that he is the man that he said he was going to be. Okay, why do you love him? You love him and value him because he's the man he says he's going to be. So the thing that I love about you is the reason why you're not there for me. Well, that actually makes sense because out of everything, the one thing that is important to me is that you are the man you say you're going to be. So once you can like strip things away like that, once you can really talk to yourself about the resentment that you could potentially have for that person, make sure that you clear the air. Even if it takes two days, three days, four days, a week, like keep talking about it with your other half. I told you a few times, like, babe, this really hurt. And I had to address that. And you had to listen. You were very sweet and very engaging. And because I was able to keep talking about it, go through it, I was able to make sure that I didn't get to that resentful stage. And so I think that's massively important. There it is. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. That was absolutely amazing. We are very much grateful. And if it did add value, please do share it. That'd be incredible. And next week, I think we're going live on Wednesday. We're trying to keep to Wednesdays at five o'clock, guys. Sorry about these last couple of weeks. Is that a maybe or a for sure? Um, who knows? This man, you, you like text me and like, I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. I'm getting on a plane for New York today. It's all my fault. All right, bear with us. Get those on. That would be amazing. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Peace out. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.